Welcome to DanceCast, the podcast in which I interview people who create inclusive dance all around the world. My name is Silva Laukkanen and I am your host. Welcome to DanceCast. The next episodes are all going to focus in the performers, presenters and artists that are taking part at the X Dance Festival that is happening online on June 6th through the 13th. X Dance Festival aims to situate inclusion and accessibility in the dance field and to grow future possibilities toward diverse representation in dance. You can find out more about the festival offerings and how to register at danceabilityfinland.com and in a tab XDF. In this episode, I actually got to talk with Kati Raatikainen, who is a Finnish choreographer, performance artist, dance and yoga teacher, and a thinker that likes to write. We got to talk about her work as a yoga teacher for people with special needs, and as well as her latest work, Quartetto, that will be shown at the X Dance Festival and performed live on Wednesday and Thursday, June 9th and 10th at 7 p.m. EEST. You can find more information about how to see the live streaming of Quartetto or to be part of the audience in the end of the episode. Kati Raatikainen's artistic work is situated between genres of art and she focuses specifically on the questions of ecology and working with different kinds of groups of people and communities. In her work, she researched the ways in which the social field could be considered and organized in a more equal way through each performance or each process. To her, choreography is change or movement in observations, space and time. It was really nice to get to know Gatti and her work a little bit more and to hear more about her thinking around the work Quartetto. I hope you enjoy the episode. Kati Raatikainen, welcome to Dance Cast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking. So I have been studying about you and learning more about you and your work. And uh, I came across this very interesting thing that you have taught for a long time, yoga for special needs, and actually taught some teachers how to do it as well. Is that correct? Yeah, maybe not so long time, maybe okay. just a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> since I had this training called Erkka Yoga. And also they are now starting this uh, program for uh, special needs people that they could also learn to be yoga teachers. Or, or... Oh, so actually yeah. for, um, for people with disabilities to become yes. teachers. Yes, or like vertais ohjaajat, like... Oh, like a co- yes. working in, in teams? Yes, maybe something like that. Yeah. Oh, That's wow. The, I think Erkka Jogan Vertais Ohjaajat RY or something like that. So would it mean yeah. that the person with disability would actually be teaching the yoga yeah. classes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know if it's happening anywhere else have you heard in anywhere else in the world or is it coming is it how how did it do you know the history of that it's the history is that there is this Mikko and Mari Kapulainen that live in Rauma in Finland 
and Mikko has been working in this day daycare center or some kind yeah. of working center for people with uh, special needs and um, and Mari has been teaching yoga for years and then they started their own group there to people with uh, disabilities mainly it's people with uh, learning disabilities or like down syndrome um, and then they started also to give the education for other yoga teachers to do the same and <laughs> And now it's starting this fall that they will start this, uh, also this training for people with special needs. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Wow. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to go a little bit back. So, Gati, I yeah. always ask people, <laughs> how, how did you end up in dance world? What is your journey? Like, how did you end up become a dancer and choreographer? I think that I didn't end up, that it was always <laughs> my way of surviving in life. Uh, I feel that it was uh, at my home, the environment was not always so pleasant. Uh, and I think that it was like, for me, the way surviving and uh, somehow building my own identity in that environment. And my mother was always watching my performances. And that's somehow this, I remember a few years ago, this, that, uh, this feeling that how, how her loving like uh, and witnessing gaze was really important for me, that I, mm -hmm. I made my own performances and I always put some clothes up and curtains and whatever I could find. And then I danced to her. So I think that's, I, I don't know, it was always clear that I want to be a choreographer and I want to make performances. And nice. somehow and during the years, the performing part, I, I don't like need to perform anymore myself. I don't get so much anything out of it anymore, but, I, but more now it's turned so that I feel it's more important that I can facilitate other people to also making the performances I've all a little bit maybe stepping out of that also that I want to give others space and and possibilities. Well, that is yeah. I I I I was very young when I realized I don't actually like performing at all. So it has never been my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I can identify with that feeling yeah. very clearly. I think it I, was very important for me when I was a mm -hmm. child and when I was younger, it was really, I, I felt that it was really like empowering to me, make my like, own my body and to be witnessed by this, owning myself. But it's somehow the need has gone away. Maybe you, maybe you've done enough of it. You yeah, have that. Yeah, they are that different. The cup has now, it's empty. It doesn't need to yes. be filled. Yes, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you went to school in Kuopio, right? Yeah, I was first there and I became a dance teacher. Later I, I studied in Teatri Korkeakoulu, choreography. Nice. And I think that it was interesting because I always wanted to be a choreographer, as I said. But then when I was, and when I was studying to this dance teacher stuff, 
I always were felt that no, I'm an artist and I want to do stuff and I'm not a teacher. But then when I went to the Better uh, <laughs> Academy, I felt that but I am a teacher. And now they somehow came together that I can do both and they are really related. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. And then you started creating lots of work. Uh, you have done quite a quite a bit of work in, in Finland. And, and you said you lived also in Spain. Yeah, but it was when I was studying in, in Kuopi. I was one year in an exchange mm. there. There we also were studying choreography more. And then I lived one year there after my studies. I see. Working in different stuff, not only <laughs> in dance. The survival yeah. mode. The survival mode, yes. <laughs> and then uh, uh, you have recently created a piece called Quartetto that has people uh, performing who all have intellectual disability. Yeah. Um, how did that start? Where did you get that inspiration? Uh, it started that we were, I was teaching in courses in Calvia in Pokkola. And uh, I met these people during the years, like during the past five years in different courses and workshops. And then I felt that I, because in that area, there is not any opportunity to like uh, have a dance as a hobby, for example, or there are no like uh, instructed Dance there are no dance regularly. studios or yeah yes because yes hardly there are any dance studios even in Kokkola mm. and if you have some uh, special needs even less the opportunities are even weaker so uh, so I was just inspired by by these people <laughs> Maria, Janne, uh, Jarma and Sanna uh, the way they just like danced and how they felt when they were dancing how I, I saw that what dance meant to them that it was like touchable and I wanted to do something together and I wanted to give them like a little bit also like a little bit like training and something an opportunity to identify somehow as a dancer because I saw that it's really strongly in them, for example, Maria has been doing many own choreographies and also performed in different places before. And Jarmo is very athletic in Olympic level also. So they they have like really strong capacity and, and motivation and love towards movement. So that was what inspired me. Mm. And I also felt that when we were doing the piece, every time that I was uh, watching when we were rehearsing that I felt that I I had not seen that kind of thinking in a movement that would have been inspiring me like maybe never that there was some something like uh, because there is the history of learning dance is not there that mm. there is not the history that is something that limits many mm. times us that we are practicing a lot certain things so like also, the idea of being correct right yes the idea yes. of doing something right 
Yes, and also I think that if you study some kind of methodology or something, then your body is it's limiting towards all the possibilities really easily. Mm-hmm. If you if you study Limon technique, then that's mm. the kind of technique that your body is or movements that your body is able to only produce. Yes, somehow, or at least even though if you really hard try to practice and learn new ways then it's still so strongly there in your muscle memory and in your cell memory and everywhere so yeah yeah you have to kind of do unlearning unlearning all the time yes (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so can you tell us a little bit about the process how you worked to make quartetto yeah we first we had this two weeks uh, like workshop period in 2018 and then we had these smaller periods like one week or long weekend or something during the six months before the premiere and then we had before the premiere we had this longer two or three weeks period of rehearsing uh, I it was so that I gave some kind of tasks or some kind of spatial or or experimental body or movement tasks and tasks that uh, were investigating how we can be together through touch and what kind of things we could do together. That was like the beginning. And then then I tried to uh, listen really carefully all the time when we were discussing, when we were having a lunch break or coffee break that what are like the themes that they are interested and what are the subjects of our discussions and the the themes so that that's how I I try to understand what is the like what they want to do and what is important for the dancers Um, so for example somehow like love and some some kind of like longing for love is really present I think in the piece because that was something I felt that was present in their lives and desires and then there were some some things that we were working with clothes and objects and uh just really openly that they could choose clothes or or some objects that they found in the oh, space. I see. And then then also through that something came to the performance. Some important part. I saw um uh, I was able to find the trailer online where everybody is uh, wearing some sort of headphones on stage. And then yeah. one person goes, does he go and turn it on? Yeah. Okay. And then one of the dancers gets up and starts moving and dancing around the space. Yeah. So you also then collaborated with this musician, I assume, because yeah. he was yeah. on stage. Yes. Yeah. The beginning was so that the name Quartet was because there were first four performers. Okay. Like dancers. Mm-hmm. But then we had quite... Uh, big issues with our group dynamics and it just didn't work so one one of them had to leave us 
we decided that it was for the best for everybody because it got quite difficult. Uh, and then, then we were thinking, okay, it's quite so what do we do? And then, then Mark became part of the performance team. As a, he was a sound designer. And okay. so also it's, I think it's like important that it's uh, visible that sometimes in some moments, some people need some help from others and, and sometimes they don't. So that was one thing I was all the time thinking that how, because I think in, in general, the question of ability is important. Uh, and if we only, because performance is always about performing something as something. Uh, so how we perform these people on stage, I think it's really important. And if it, there is only the ability to do everything, then it's not like the reality of the life mm -hmm. we live in. And then some, somehow that also show the ability that there is. And uh, like Toimius, that, that you can act and you are function. function yeah you are your you are the actor of your own life somehow so that's also important because this i think this is a question that has to do if you have down syndrome that how much do you have power in your own life and how you how much you are supported to act for yourself and how much everything is for example given or done for you and this kind of stuff but also it's the reality that you need some help, but yeah. we all need some help. So this yeah. is how they're present when Marco is on the stage. That Does the, does the dancer ever go uh, and help Marco to create sound? Yes, there is also a part in the performance that one of the dancers is taking part of the sound creating. Okay, yes. great. I, I I only saw the one or the short trailer and I was very, very intrigued by the whole piece. I cannot wait to see it. Um, yeah. uh, so you were talking about that there was a lot of um, around the sensuality and love and maybe missing the opportunity to feel and create romantic relationships. Um, mm. Did you have actually conversations around that topic with the dancers too? Uh, did you talk about it and how does it um, show up in the, in the piece? Uh, I think that that's also in the, in the courses and workshops that I have had with these dancers and other people with Down syndrome. It has been always the topic that is discussed, like mm. all the moments, free moments there is always pairing up and there is always the like, need to find love and boyfriend or girlfriend or a couple and there is sometimes there are stories that somebody has been engaged for someone for 20 years and they still live in another place or in other like cities in Finland that they have not been able to move together or live in the same center or something so it's like I think it's something that is always there this longing mm. for love like it's the basic need we all have I think but you asked that how this is seen in the performance so I think it's um, there is a scene where Maria brought this the mannequin torso 
on stage and then he made this beautiful like uh, touch duet with this mannequin torso <sighs> that he's only touching it and that's I think that's the, like the main that there is so much I think longing for touch and something and also that the mannequin is plastic and also somehow the the fantasy of something that is not maybe possible or not easily yeah I was just thinking how you know you were saying that this love and belonging and being touched um are something that we can all relate to and like feel definitely like is big part of life but I think once you add like a Down syndrome or, or disability in it it becomes because our society is not talking about it, it's not open about it, doesn't address the challenges around disability yes. and sexuality or sexuality. It becomes yeah. way more difficult and challenging yes. as itself. Yeah. And it's really important to have those conversations and put those things on stage and, and not try to hide or pretend that it's not there. Yeah, it's just like you say, I think that's the central thing what I have been trying to bring to the stage in this yeah do you feel motivations like like Mm -hmm. in the background yeah you were saying in the beginning that um working with people with down syndrome had a big effect on you Uh, do you feel like working more intensively and creating this performance has had also a big impact in your artistic work or your future thinking of who can dance or who do you want to make work with? Or I, in that sense, no, because I've always thought that whoever can dance and whatever can be considered as dance. <laughs> so I have really like wide idea of what is dance and movement, and and I always also think that you can make a performance where a tree can be the dancer or whatever. So. Maybe in this way there was nothing new, but it's. Um, but I would like to continue with these people that we could make, go more deeper, even and also challenge the question of who is the choreographer. I would like them to be more in charge of in that. So that's something we continue, and in general, like I said before, that's my question now that. Uh, how we can provide opportunities to people to be the artist and not like the objects of somebody's art. Mm. That's something important. I'm working now in this Zodiac project in Koilis, Helsinki. The northeast is Koilis and northeast. Well, we'll call it northeast. I'm working with this project where people from this area are the artists and I'm like facilitating their projects that they have they came with some idea what they would like to give to their to their like home neighborhoods or if they feel that they would like to support the neighborhood somehow or whatever some people had like more clear ideas and some people just wanted to take part to the project but I think it's so exciting now to see that those ideas are starting to happen and people are doing their own art 
and some some of them are more like producing opportunities to others but it's somehow this kind of making is really inspiring to me that it's not that I want to make this performance and come to dance to this but that they these people do what they feel the best to this area for example because this is really like site specific and and uh, so wait these area. are non these are non dancers non performers non uh, non non artists so called yes. artists who just yeah. wants to come and you mentor them how can they make their ideas and thoughts into an artistic end yeah. person yeah but it's it's not only dance some people are doing something with like weaving or or other stuff like all kinds of arts that's fabulous so yeah i'm really excited that's really that. cool yeah so this community is coming together they bring forth their ideas and maybe some challenges or thinking or things that they want to see better and then they are mentored to create it artistically for the community with the community yeah that's... some are more like community kind of projects and some are more that they together do some kind of performative thing or or some kind of participatory performance or yeah but it's really nice yeah and it's happening outside yeah this is in september in paikallismaisemia festival <laughs> i am really really excited about this idea that sounds super yeah. cool Yeah, so are there it's more not... artists involved than you? Well, I, it was like my idea, but I got the inspira- inspiration from this Icelandic group of artists that they make this with teenagers in Iceland, that the teenagers were creating a part of festival and then also making their own stuff. And, and I thought that this was amazing. Okay, yeah, it sounds really amazing. Like I can immediately see that uh, people feel uh, part of something. They feel like they can do something to make things change. Yes, but it, that's really like that word empowering is horrible, but we can use that. But it somehow is that you you notice that you have some kind of idea and it's possible to make it. And of course, it's also really frightening. And we have been meeting in Zoom for whole this project. So there have been moments that people have been feeling that they are a little bit alone and maybe not have understood that how much we support with the production or anything. So it has been a little bit difficult in this format. But we are going there and, and I think that it's really exciting. Yeah, that sounds really great. I want to I want to come and see it. What are Kati Ratikainen's wishes for for her future? Uh, now I have this dream that I would like to have some kind of space in some suburb in Helsinki, which is not really central. A little bit like what I've been now doing in this Valokeilassa Koilinen Zodiac project. But uh, yeah. I would like to have a space and some kind of maybe organization that would also provide opportunities for different kind of artists from all kinds of background, also disabled artists 
I think I, that would be my dream that I would somehow be able to give space and support to them. And all artists that doesn't have maybe education or or the their route to be an artist is not so easy. And then also to make some community work there that the space would be only like this home for this action, but then the I would love to spread everything to the community and also if there would be an artist visiting the space, making a performance or an exhibition, it could also also be somehow related with the community. And also if there is a forest and nature, then also the things could happen there. <laughs> this eco-social construction, reconstruction. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that you had that word, eco, eco uh, I don't know what that would be in English. Ecologinen taide, oliko se semmoinen? Eco-social. Eco-social. So that means that your work is part of the environment? Uh, it means that I think that it's somehow, somehow a turn that we are now on, that the human-centered worldview is a little bit slowly changing towards an idea that there is the ecological uh, background of life that's everywhere and then it's that the social and the ecological they come together that they are not separate mm. and also that what is economical is also part of the ecological and social sphere do you say so so that sphere, everything yeah. is yeah you are like connected and in art also that I, I feel that it's important to always to think about the ecological and social relations. Yeah, so it makes me think that it it's almost like that you said a sphere that all benefits all and yes. nobody takes from too much from any parts of this sphere. Yes. Okay. Mm, it's quite new concept is eco-social but there has been now some news in Yle with this term and and we wrote this uh, we edited with Outi Yli Markkula liikekieli.com this beautiful publication of this eco-social stuff in dance art so I really recommend everybody who read finished read that. there are beautiful articles Oh, I will go and see. Yeah. Well, uh, Kati, I hope in uh, when when pandemic over is over, and uh, we can meet in person, that I can one day come and walk into your eco social art center. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being my Thank guest. Thank you. To find out how to get a ticket to Quartetto, go to danceabilityfinland.com. Find a tab that says XDF. Under that, there's a tab for performances. And then you find Quartetto there and you can see how to register to either be in the audience or to watch it live streamed. Come and join us. Mm -hmm.